notes of a legend of montrose this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by dion gines salt lake city utah a legend of montrose by sir walter scott note one fetus et fiducia sunt relativa the military men of the times agreed upon dependencies of honour as they called them with all the metaphysical argumentation of civilians or school divines the english officer to whom sir james turner was prisoner after the rout at utoxeter demanded his parole of honour not to go beyond the wall of hull without liberty he brought me the message himself i told him i was ready to do so provided he removed his guards from me for fidus et fiducia sunt relativa and if he took my word for my fidelity he was obliged to trust it otherwise it was needless for him to seek it either to give trust to my word which i would not break or his own guards who i supposed would not deceive him in this manner i dealt with him because i knew him to be a scholar turner's memoirs page eighty the english officer allowed the strength of the reasoning but that concise reasoner cromwell soon put an end to the dilemma sir james turner must give his parole or be laid in irons end of note one note two wraths a species of apparition similar to what the germans call a double ganger was believed in by the celtic tribes and is still considered as an emblem of misfortune or death mr kirk see note to rob roy the minister of aberfoyle who will no doubt be able to tell us more of the matter should he ever come back from fairyland gives us the following some men of that exalted sight either by art or nature have told me that they have seen at these meetings a double man or the shape of some man in two places that is a superterranean and a subterranean inhabitant perfectly resembling one another in all points whom he notwithstanding could easily distinguish one from the other by some secret tokens and operations and so go speak to the man his neighbour and familiar passing by the apparition or resemblance of him they avouch that every element and different state of being have animals resembling those of another element as there be fishes at sea resembling monks of late order in all their hoods and dresses so as the roman invention of good and bad demons and guardian angels particularly assigned is called by them one ignorant mistake springing only from this original they call this reflex man a co-walker every way like the man as a twin brother and companion haunting him as his shadow and is that seen and known among men resembling the original both before and after the original is dead and was also often seen of old to enter a house by which the people knew that the person of that likeness was to visit them within a few days this copy echo or living picture goes at last to his own herd it accompanied that person so long and frequently 
for ends best known to itself whether to guard him from the secret assaults of some of its own folks or only as a sportful ape to counterfeit all his actions kirk's secret commonwealth page three the two following apparitions resembling the vision of alan macaulay in the text occur in theophilus insulanus rev mr fraser's treatise on the second sight relations ten and seventeen barbara macpherson relic of the deceased mr alexander macleod late minister of st kilda informed me the natives of that island had a particular kind of second sight which is always a forerunner of their approaching end some months before they sicken they are haunted with an apparition resembling themselves in all respects as to their persons features or clothing this image seemingly animated walks with them in the field in broad daylight and if they are employed in delving harrowing seed sowing or any other occupation they are at the same time mimicked by this ghostly visitant my informer added further that having visited a sick person of the inhabitants she had the curiosity to inquire of him if at any time he had seen any resemblance of himself as above described he answered in the affirmative and told her that to make farther trial as he was going out of his house of a morning he put on straw-rope garters instead of those he formerly used and having gone to the fields his other self appeared in such garters the conclusion was the sick man died of that ailment and she no longer questioned the truth of those remarkable presages margaret macleod an honest woman advanced in years informed me that when she was a young woman in the family of grishornish a dairymaid who daily used to herd the calves in a park close to the house observed at different times a woman resembling herself in shape and attire walking solitarily at no great distance from her and being surprised at the apparition to make further trial she put the back part of her upper garment foremost and anon the phantom was dressed in the same manner which made her uneasy believing it portended some fatal consequence to herself in a short time thereafter she was seized with a fever which brought her to her end and before her sickness and on her deathbed declared the second sight to several end of note two end of a legend of montrose by sir walter scott